Hey guys, we are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. And I'm Danielle Monahan. So today, we have a pretty cool topic to talk about. This is one that we actually didn't think of ourselves. A listener brought this to our attention when we asked what kind of businessy topics we should talk about. So today, we're going to talk about our career pivots that we've had throughout our lives and kind of how we got to the point that we're at right now. So do we just want to hop in? Yeah. Let's do it. Bridget, being bad, let's go. All right. So... First and foremost, I, I think I'm the only one here that does not have a college education. Um, so mine is a little bit different because I don't have a degree in anything that's specific or anything at all. So I worked for a corporate travel company. Uh, we, are, we were a fortune, or probably still are, a fortune 500 company. Wow. I was there for nearly 10 years. I started wow. at the... Yeah, I started at the bottom, uh, taking calls in a call center, and slowly worked my way up over the course of those 10 years into management, mid-level management, nothing to write home about. Um, (laughs) Hey, that's awesome. That's good for you. Yeah. Don't downplay that. (laughs) Yeah. So um, my last four years or so with that company, I was in management. I was making a steady salary but I hated my life. I was working crazy, ridiculous hours as a salary employee. I had two small kids at home. We worked from home at the time and I had to split my shifts in order to get kids to school, get kids to to whoever was going to be watching them that day. And so I would start work at 9.30 a.m., I would clock out um, around 12.30, and then I would have kind of a long break in the middle, and then I would log back in, and I was working until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah. So it was really difficult, obviously, and I was working way more than 40 hours a week, but I was getting paid 40 hours a week, as you do when you're in management and taking a salary, and I had been watching my dear sweet cousin Amanda for a really long time. <laughs> oh, hold on. Should, That's me. <laughs> we can preface this by stating that we've never really talked about what it is that the three of us do for a living. I think we've mentioned like little tidbits here and there. So we are going to talk about it. We all are in the same field, but we don't mean anything by actually talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we tried really hard not to disclose our, our -hmm. careers here because we didn't want it to come across as uh, advertising for our careers outside of this podcast. So uh, full disclosure, we are all real estate agents Mm -hmm. and um, obviously you'll pick me when you need to know. I'm just kidding. I was waiting for a little. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, but, but yeah, I was watching Amanda uh, just kill it in life, it looked like, and in real estate. And I thought, how can I have that life? Because my life right now is not working. 
And so I got my real estate license. I was just going to do it part-time. And after about six months or so of doing it part-time, that wasn't sustainable. And so I had to make a huge decision. And mm-hmm. anybody who was around me within those six months knows how obnoxious I was about. Oh, I Come on. I was obnoxious. Do I quit my job? Do <laughs> I, I not? Just like, I'm going to take a sip. But this is just coffee in here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who heard me talk during the, the, that six months pe- month period knows how much I struggled with what do I do? Do I quit this job where I'm making a decent salary, but I hate my life and I don't have a work-life balance? Mm-hmm. Or do I go into real estate full-time not knowing if I'll have to come crawling back to my old job in six months. And this is so silly, but I watched, I was watching a Jim Carrey documentary (laughs) that exists in the world. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I think it's on Netflix. What is it about? (laughs) Can I ask that? His life. I don't know. And I don't know why I even watched it because (laughs) I'm not like a Jim Carrey fan, but whatever. I watched it. But you know what? Sometimes the craziest things happen. And maybe in that moment, you needed whatever, whatever the message was that he was sending, you needed it in your life. And I got it. I got it from Jim Carrey. He said, you can be miserable doing something you're really good at. And let me tell you guys, I was good at my job in the travel industry. I was good at it. Or you can have a lot of fun trying something new and failing. And I'm paraphrasing. Um, and I thought, oh my gosh, Jim Carrey just told me to quit my job. That's exactly I, what he said. I'm yeah. it as a yeah. sign. Jim Carrey is speaking directly to me. He just told me in his own words to quit my job. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And so I quit my job. I had a, a, a certain amount of money saved and I thought this will get me through the next couple of months. And if, mm-hmm. if I never sell another house again, I can find another job and I have money set aside to pay my bills while I'm trying. And I've never looked back. It's been um, uh, four years, four years in January. So that's, that's my story. I love it. Can I ask you a question? So yeah. for, I think all of us have a similar story. Um, but what, what gave you that besides Jim Carrey, but like what gave you the confidence to be like, I'm doing it. This is it. This is do or die. This is feast or famine. I know this is going to sound so cheesy, but it's so true. Uh, my husband. And I know I talked about this on another podcast, but I'm not kidding. When I say I would go to Amanda's trainings at our brokerage and I had this beat up old laptop that I had to keep plugged in in order for it to work. And it was so slow and it was chugging along. And my husband brought home for me, completely surprised me with a MacBook. And he said, you're not going to succeed in this job unless you have the equipment to do it. And I believe in you. I'm going to cry. And I believe in you. And These are good for ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly, constantly crying on here. Um, but yeah, he brought me a MacBook and he said, you're not going to succeed in this business unless you have the tools to do it. And I believe in you. And that truly set me off on my path. I think that is beautiful. Just beautiful. And 
I just mm-hmm. want to follow up with that. This is not a podcast about our favorite tools to make our life easier in the workplace, but so much truth to you have to have the right tools to be successful mm-hmm. in your choice of work. And I mean, think of all the time and everything. That tool alone probably did single-handedly help you become successful. Yeah. And I can remember you telling me, Amanda, when I got it and I, I came to the next training and you said that alone, just the fact that you own something like that, people are going to take you seriously mm-hmm. because you have more of a high end device. People are going to take you seriously. You already appear successful. And I will never forget that. And it's not that I'm a snob when it comes You're not. to stuff. No, no. Like, but it's so true. Like it was, it's a trendy device. I mean, mm-hmm. you had it before a lot of other realtors had it. I mean, it just was, it was a package and it completed yeah. your package. And look, you're successful. Well, I think my sparkling personality completed the package. <laughs> Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm honestly so obnoxious. I'm just kidding you guys. Oh, stop. She's really not, though. No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. No. No, I I love love that. So zero regrets from you, Bridget, right? Like zero, just you never looked back a day in your life and missed that Mm -hmm. corporate lifestyle. No, no, not at all. And for what it's worth, I think it's important to say that when I went into real estate, I was like, it's going to be so flexible. I'm going to have so much time with my family. And let's be honest, there's definitely times where it is super flexible and I have so much time with my family. And there is definitely times where I'm working nights and weekends and someone else is taking my kids to karate, but it's balanced and it's okay. For sure. And that's really what it comes down to is, is knowing that balance and stuff. I feel like people think about real estate in a way that maybe all three of us thought about it before we got into the business of, Oh, it's going to be so glorious and fantastic. And there, you know, it's hard. It's just like any other career out there. We have good days and bad days, good periods and bad periods, good years, bad years. It's, it's, it's all about balance. Yeah. A hundred percent. It is. But I have talked long enough. I want to hear from Amanda because her story is super interesting. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> As we found out, 30% of our viewers are actually men. Right? Is that not crazy? Out there. Isn't that amazing? So, I yes. mean, just throwing that fun statistic out. But I'm going to have to back it up to I was born a worker. I came out of my mom's wound with references, is what Brandon <laughs> helped me, Danielle's <laughs> other half. And it's true. Like, there is no way to describe me other than that. Like, I was born to Perfect. be that, that workhorse and I love it. And so like I started working at a very, very, very young age, like eight years old, cleaning a woman's house for money. And my mom saw that drive and she got me there because obviously I couldn't, you know, drive. But my first real serious job was in a hardware store the day I turned 16. Mm. And I worked there And just continued to move up within the hardware store to a management position. And I worked there until about two weeks before I had Owen. And I, it was a love-hate thing. You know, you you hate certain parts of your job and then you love certain parts of your job. And Bridget, like when you say you were really good at it, like I was too. Like I knew hardware. Hardware is in my body. It's so like, oh, it just feels right. 
this may shock some of our our listeners and watchers right now, <laughs> but Amanda, but seriously, she's like my go-to person when I have hardware questions. It's hilarious. I, mean, I love it. Plumbing is just a puzzle. Like it's so fascinating to me. I don't do it. I hated electrical because I'm like, well, no, you can like burn someone's house down, kill people. Well, I mean, I was like, oh, you might just flood someone's house. No bigs, you know, <laughs> no bigs. But when I was pregnant with Owen and all the way up to delivering him, actually all the way up until I had to give my two-week notice if I was coming back or not, I thought I was going back to work. Mm. A thousand percent. And the the day I was supposed to give that two-week notice, my boss called me and he says, hey, I just want to know when your return date is. And before I could even say anything else, I just started crying and said, I can't come back. There was no thoughts. There was nothing. It went from me, oh, I'm going back to work, to then when I had to say the words, I just couldn't. And my boss at the time said the best words that would forever have settled my heart. And he said, though that is the most important job, mm -hmm. and you telling me that just makes my heart so happy. Like he was a believer in whatever. He, he loved that. He just... He loved that I knew that that's what I needed to do. And he said the exact right words that I needed to hear. And then when Marcus came home from work that day, it was kind of like a Chris moment where he's like, oh, how was your day? I was like, well, I quit work today. <laughs> <laughs> and without hesitation, he said, well, you're the one who writes out the bills. You would know better than me if we can afford it. Little did he know we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> So talk about just like pivoting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I pivot first and worry about the consequences later. Yeah. And for sure, that's what I did. Because one thing I do know is I will land on my feet. It might not be right away, but I'll get there. So that was a big thing. And so I spent seven years being a stay-at-home mama with Owen. And when we moved back um, from being in the military, Marcus was going to go back to school using his GI Bill. So he couldn't work full-time and go to school full-time if we wanted Owen to be able to see his father. So I knew I needed to work, like go back into the workforce. And that was really, really hard. And so I basically, I know this sounds so, so bad, but I went to bed and I prayed about it. And people who've heard past episodes know that I'm, I'm very spiritual. And I just felt like the Lord said, Become a realtor, Amanda. <laughs> sometimes it comes from Jim Carrey. Sometimes right. it comes from God. You know, it's all about balance. <laughs> Can't wait to hear Danielle's, <laughs> you know, messenger. <laughs> but I, so I woke up that next day and I literally signed up for my real estate course. And I took the class and that was that. Wow. I knew I had to make it work because I didn't know if, I knew I would be okay at it. I didn't know if I'd be great at it. I just hoped that it would pay the bills. But what I knew it would allow me to have was the flexibility that I needed to have to go back into the workforce as a mom. Mm -hmm. And it did allow me to kind of be that stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. and full-time working woman. It was the best thing for that time and still is. And I know Bridget would agree. And Danielle, because you have a business partner and your husband who's also – you know, a, a realtor, there were many a time, so Watson might not have to go in tow with you, but there has been so many times, especially when Owen was younger, those boys 
Bridget's and I's went to showings, did open houses. They worked just as hard for mm-hmm. that career as what we did, but it allowed me to be with him. So even though we were working, we were still together and I paid him for those showings. Really? I did. He was working. So I paid him and he was a dollar yeah. showing my kids five bucks for an open no. house. <laughs> and let me my tell you, <laughs> and let me tell you every open house he went to with me, I sold the house. Just saying. Hmm. Lucky awesome. charm, baby. I like it. I know. So that's, that's, um, I, I don't have, I didn't have the fear factor that I think a lot of people have because I have a lot of faith in what I have faith in. So it's, it was a little different for me, even though I was making some big changes and big moves. Like I knew I was going to again, land. I just didn't know how long it would take me to land. Well, and I think the difference too, for you is you were coming out of, out of not having an income at all. Thousand percent. Well, but I had to replace Marcus's because he quit cold turkey. That's true. That's true. So it was, you were a thousand percent, right? But I knew at least what I had to supplement for. Yeah, that's true. But it was fun. Enough about me, Danielle. Your story is so, fascinating. Mm-hmm. It is. fascinating. So I feel like my story is not that fascinating. Um, but I am the exact opposite of Amanda. <laughs> I think everything through mm-hmm. to an obnoxious level and degree. My husband would 100% agree with me on this. I don't jump into anything. Let's just throw that out there. Every plan, every move that I make is very deliberate, very intentional. And I probably thought about it for the last like six months to a year prior. It's (laughs) a sickness really. So, um, I have a degree in microbiology, totally different from running a business. I have never taken a business class before a day in my life. So if I can do it, you can do it. Um, I was struggling to find a job. I was, I've always been in the medical field of sorts. Um, and that's really what I've been doing since I was about 18 years old. I, I've dabbled in a lot of things. My college career is another story for another day, but I have had many a majors in my life. It took me a very long time to graduate. But um, once I settled on microbiology, I was being told by my um, counselors and my advisors that this is the degree that you need to go for. This is the type of jobs that you can get and blah, blah, blah. Not blaming anybody. It's fine no hard feelings, but I couldn't find a job in my field. Um, Meanwhile, while I'm going through school and things like that, my mom started getting into investing back when the market kind of tanked back in like 07, 08. And um, she started buying like rental properties and stuff like that. And so I was seeing the investment side of things and seeing what it's like to flip houses and to buy rentals and stuff like that. And we were working really closely with a handful of realtors. And so I always had it in the back of my head that this is what I'm going to do. Now, granted, I thought I was going to be doing it part time, but I always knew that I was going to get my real estate license. And it was just more of a timing of when Mm -hmm. I was going to make the, make it a priority to take the class, take the, the state test, things like that. Um, And really kind of put in the work for it. And with my school schedules, and I was always taking classes like over the summer and stuff, it was there was just never a good time. And my, (laughs) my senior year, and my senior year is a couple, (laughs) but, but my very final semester of college, I was like, I'm just gonna bite the bullet. And I'm just gonna do it. 
And so I signed up for the class and um, I was taking it at night. I mean, I was, the hours I was putting in was ridiculous. I was going to school from like eight o'clock in the morning, which my, my college, I commuted to my college. So I was driving like about 45 minutes to an hour one way to get to my college. And then so I would be there from like eight o'clock until five o'clock. And then I would have to race back to take because I took the, the class in person. Anyways, long story short, to say that um, I was studying for my finals and finishing the class and studying for my state test all at the same time. And once I passed it, I was like, okay, let's, let's select a brokerage. Let's do all of these things while I'm um, filling out applications and dropping off my resumes and having interviews and like all of this stuff. And it just, I was, I was coming up with, with jobs but that's really what it was, is I was finding jobs, not a career. It wasn't exactly yes. what I wanted um, out of spending so much time and so much money getting my degree that I wasn't coming up with the job that I wanted. And it, we don't need to get into why I couldn't find it and all of that. But it basically, it, it wrapped up into the wrong degree and blah, 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 wrong certifications. But um, I had applied to about 150 jobs at the end of the day. <laughs> And I, mean, I was getting, I was, I was being offered jobs, but I was being offered jobs that were way below what I wanted to make. Right. Or, and to me, it just wasn't, it was a 150. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had them all written down in a little book and it was, it was exhausting. It really was. And so I was like, you know what? I got my license. Let's just go all in. My degree will always be there. I can always fall back on it if this is truly what I want to do, but I'm just going to, let's just give it a shot. And I literally quit my job that day, (laughs) but again, took a lot of thought and a lot of processing to do it. I quit my job that I had had that day and I was like, I'm going all in. Mm. I'm just going to do it. And so there, there started my, my real estate career and it was hard and exhausting and every bit worth it. Yeah. Every bit worth it. Um, I've always wondered, um, as time has gone on, like, am I going to regret this? Am I going to miss what I, what I was going to do or what I thought I should do? And I haven't, I know that my degree is always there at the beginning, in the beginning, there was a lot of guilt because I was like, I spent so much time and so much money and now I'm not even going to use it. But at the end of the day, I'm doing what makes me happy. And it's such a blessing. Oh, I'm gonna get now. I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's an, an important mention because there are probably people listening who are in a job that they went to a four-year school for, for sure, and feel like they have to stay there because they spent that money, mm-hmm. and it's just not true. And it's easy for me to say because I did disclose earlier I didn't go to college. I couldn't afford college. Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, money spent is, does not trump your, your overall happiness and joy and nope. what you deserve out of life. And I want to throw one more thing in there, too, is it's not ever too late. No. Ever. No. It's, you know, you would think that, like, me just finishing my college career, and I do call it a career because that's how long I did it. <laughs> and I, you would think that like 
that you would just be like, oh, it's too late. I'm just going to continue on with this. I'm just going to take this type of job and kind of bounce around and move around. But it was like, no, you know what? I'm doing this. It makes me happy. I know it's going to make me happy. I'm going to give it a shot. I think I would add to that, that when you're saying it's never too late, I would also add in your case, it's never too early. Hmm. I think I feel like most people have that instinct, that gut feeling, this was a good choice. This was a mistake. And I think out of obligation, so many people proceed, 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 not pausing to actually reflect if this is healthy for them, good for them, good for their family, good for, you know, just the entire picture. Um, And some people might be in sales such as we are and go, this isn't for me. I need that nine to five job again. For sure. That brings me peace. That brings me consistency. That brings me a a steady paycheck, which we know is very stressful sometimes in our line of work. And there's a lot of great things. So we're not advocating that our career choice is the only path or anything like that. We're just saying if you're unhappy in your career situation, really consider a pivot. And from the three of us, there's the people like myself who gave it zero thought. (laughs) And the people such as Danielle, who definitely, you know, had a path and a science, as we could say, to everything you do in life. 100%. And, you know, I feel like um, one thing that I didn't talk about in my story is that I also had a very strong support team. Um, I have been with Brandon for almost 11 years now, and he has been my rock. I mean, he is always, we will figure it out, do what makes you happy. And my mom has always been the same way, having my back, encouraging me, even pushing me. My mom is definitely a pusher. Hi, mom. But it's, (laughs) it's what we all need sometimes is to have people like that. And for people listening out there, I hope that you have that. And if you don't, we can be those people for you if you need that encouraging talk yes. to move forward because it's so important to have people in your corner rooting you on. But I also want to say too, when I decided that I was going to leave my career to do real estate, I had a lot of people think that I was insane. And I had a lot of people talk behind my back and say, "Oh yeah, she's not going to, that's not going to work. That is not going to work. She's going to regret that. She's going to be back at that old job or somewhere different in a year. I had people when my first year was successful say to my face, well, hopefully that wasn't just beginner's luck. Um, and oh, wow. truly, truly. <laughs> so the, the, the reason I bring that up You know who you are, is, people who said that. <laughs> I know who Looking you are. You, you. Might, You might not know that I know who you are, but I know who you are. Um, (laughs) But um, the only reason I bring that up is not to get pity. It's because if you are considering a job move, a career change, a a position change, um, and there's people who are telling you that you can't do it, ignore them. Because at the end of the day, trying and failing is so much better than not trying and wondering. Yes. 100%. But use that as motivation. Yes. Push it, you know, use that to push you forward. That's the type of person that I am. If, some, if somebody's going to say something like, oh, she can't do this, she can't do that. Oh, that's okay. You can have that opinion. 
I will prove to you otherwise. Yep. Danielle, with you being a planner and the fact that you dotted every I, crossed every T of this plan, did people actually think that or say that to you? Nobody. I get it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) The only person that said anything negative to my face was actually my boss at the time when I quit my job. But I was making zero money, working ridiculous hours, busting my butt. For this man who then told me, you know, I see those people walking around in those coats and, you know, <laughs> it takes a long time. And I was like, listen, it's not the 80s anymore. It's not the 70s anymore. I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> Technology make, is a thing. Yeah, we make real estate look real good. <laughs> <laughs> well, two of the three of us do. I no. walk around looking like a fool most of the time. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. No, but we, we definitely... Um, have fun doing it. Yeah. And I think that's what we want is want we want people to have fun at their jobs. We want people to have a fun life and not just live, but thrive. You know, I don't, that day to day of just being, I did a TikTok the other day and my question was, you know, when someone from your work calls you, do you go, oh, someone's calling me or is it, so-and-so is calling me. And I would challenge everyone to do that test. Because if your first reaction is, there's your sign. For sure. We won't get into full details, but I have had another position um, with fairly recently. I will say that. I mean, it's been within like the last five years. And um, you just know when a position or a career or a job is not the right fit for that exact reason that Amanda said. And you know it much sooner than you want to admit that you know it. And the harder and longer you're in it, the harder it is to remove yourself from it. Mm -hmm. So again, like take away that. And we're talking from experience. We're not just talking to talk. These are our testimonies Mm -hmm. of how we have And I think it's important... Go ahead. Yeah. And I, I think, sorry, internet's unstable. Three Zoom meetings going on at once. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I think it's important to remember also that when you're looking for these little signs, a bad day is a bad day. And we all have bad days, regardless of what career we're in, what job we're doing. Yes. But when it is a consistent it's a bad month, it's a bad quarter, it's a bad year, that's when it's time to consider, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Because what we don't want you doing is having one bad day looking for that Jim Carrey documentary. I struggle saying it. (laughs) And going to that spot as a Jim Carrey said it, it must be right. And then bailing. That's not what we're saying to do. Right. That's not what this is about. No. And you'll know, you'll know. I loved my job. I loved the people that I worked with. But at the end of the day, my life was suffering because I didn't have, I didn't have a life. I was working Monday through Friday, sometimes on weekends to catch up literally all day. Hmm. And I didn't see my kids and we, I was working from home. They were in my house and I didn't see them because I was tied to a computer. It was awful. 
Um, and when I left, I the the day that I signed off of that computer for the last time, I felt like the weight of my wor- the world come off my shoulders, even though I was scared because mm. I mean real estate's hard, but and any move is hard, any move is hard, but it's pushing through the hard to get to what's on the other side of it. Absolutely, and I think there's a lot of wisdom to also saying it's okay to outlast or outgrow a position too, or a job that just because you actually maybe like it doesn't mean you also have to stay there. You still have the permission to go, I'm ready for something new. I've grown and my job hasn't. I'm ready for something new. And I dare say if 2020 has taught us anything, there is no ceiling to what we can or cannot do. And find a way to get it done. It's, I just, I look back at times uh, or people and how unhappy they are in their jobs and how just that affects so much of their overall health, their family's health, just their happiness in general. And again, it really is just one move could just make all of that better. Yeah. And go ahead, Danielle. It looks like you had something. Oh, I was just going to say, and speaking for myself personally, I wish I would have done it so much sooner. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have done this 10 years prior than when I did it. Yeah. I was watching Amanda for three years before I actually took the class to get my license. Three years. I remember you put on one of my Facebook posts that- I'll never forget it. This is my dream job. Yep. I love that. And something that like makes you feel fulfilled and makes you feel, you know, like, like you have purpose, like your, like your career has importance to yourself and the world. And I think that's so important. I love Mm -hmm. that. But I put, this is my dream job on a Facebook post and then waited three years to go (laughs) after it. Like, and I knew, I knew. Let's not do that next time. Let's start working on trying to take the steps. If you realize that this is your dream, let's figure out how to get you there. But and I want to go ahead. I want to add too. I before I worked at the the company that I was with doing corporate travel, I worked at the airport and I worked there for five years. And there was a lot of room not to grow, not to make more money but to move around and do different things. And so I did everything I could possibly do there. I worked on the ramp loading bags. I worked in the department that took the bags off of the plane and like routed them to the next flights. I worked at the gate loading passengers. I worked in the control center communicating with pilots. I de-iced planes, you know, when you, when it's the winter and you have to like spray the planes off. I did like, I did everything I could possibly do there because I was bored and there was opportunity to move around. So in this conversation, I think it's important to say too, you don't need to leave your company. You don't need to leave your area of expertise, but maybe there's a a spot for you to work in another department, work under different leadership. Look for for those opportunities as well. A hundred percent. And I feel like my journey has directly impacted me on how I'm going to handle Owen moving forward. 
because I know a thousand percent, we've talked about it before, I am not shoving college down that child's throat because I know Danielle's an example. I'm an example. My degree was in business management. It's so obsolete. Obsolete. It's 20 years old. This is stupid. Like, honestly, there was nothing I learned then that applies now. Business has changed so much. Um, So, and I feel like you can always go back. There's no set age that you have to be, you know, in college from this age to this age. So for me personally, when I'm, I'm dealing with everything Owen and his future, it's just kind of like, let's tweak in your passion because I want him more than anything just to be happy. Can I... Speaking about college, can I say something that might be a little bit unpopular of an opinion? Yes. Yes. Unpopular opinions are also great for ratings. (laughs) Okay, good. So then buckle up, ladies. Buckle up. How I just, you know, I feel like 18 is very young. Mm. Oh, you can't even drink, but you have to decide what your future is. Dumb. And it just seems like I am I'm an entirely different person from 18 to even. 22 to 24 to 30. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so early to decide what it is. You're going to spend so much money, so much money. It is a investment to therefore decide and dictate the rest of your life. I couldn't agree more. I have thought this for a long time. You're not mature enough to consume alcohol legally, but you're supposed to, again, choose your degree starting at 18. You might actually be close to graduating by the time you're deemed responsible enough to drink. That does not make sense to me, and I think it's so backwards. And I'm not arguing the alcohol age. I'm arguing (laughs) why we expect a child to know the path that they're supposed to take. And I, I think most of us, most of our friends are doing nothing with their degree. Mm-hmm. Very few. Or they've changed out of their degree. Mm-hmm. And, and I also feel like, um, you know, at, at 18, so I don't know, you just, we don't need to keep rehashing it, but you just don't know anything about life. And I'm not saying that college is not important. I do think it, it helped me a lot. I don't sure. know what I will be, um, you know, not pushing Watson towards, but maybe encouraging him towards, you know, I will see what it's like as he gets older. But I feel like, you know, college teaches you a lot about responsibility and all of that. So I'm not saying that there's, there's anything wrong with it. I just feel like 18 is an awful young age to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. When most students, I was lucky enough, I paid my way through college and then my mom helped me as well. But so I came out without any student loans. Bravo. 99% of the people out there, I feel, and don't quote me on that percentage, but so many people have so much money in student loans that they're paying back for the next 30 years from something that they picked when they were 18. We don't need to do that, but it's just crazy. Well, and I think, I think too, for me, I didn't go to college because I couldn't afford to go to college. And there's a stigma attached to that as well. When you are in your thirties and then people find out you didn't go to college, they're like, Oh, she see, I don't know. School. I guess I, I guess I don't see that now, but I could see that have been back. Like when I, when I went to college, it wasn't a, are you going to college? It was a, where are you going to college? And what are you studying? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So people- maybe that's, that's, that's maybe what I mean now to tell someone 
now that I'm in my mid thirties to tell someone I didn't have, didn't go to college, not such a big deal. But then when all of my friends were going to college and I was going to work at the airport, Mm -hmm. you felt like less than. How sad. Yeah. It's, I guess maybe I didn't get a lot of that because maybe people just assumed I wasn't going to college. (laughs) I I barely ever went to high school. So there's that. (laughs) We're learning so much about Amanda between her, Skipping school and hardware days. <laughs> I apologize. Ms. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, and just to think unconventional, I think is a tip that we would probably want to share because look at, we can make, you know, a six digit income on a 40 hour certificate in a state yeah. examination. Yep. So That's schooling crazy. is not necessary. Schooling obviously is important. There's just different levels of schooling. So mm-hmm. it's it does not mean you have to commit to eight years of education to make more than some doctors are making. For sure. There are some small business owners that are making bows that are raking in the dough. Like that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I think gone are the days when when people would tell you you can't do what you love. Nobody likes their job. <laughs> No one likes yes. their job. So true. Yes. Because you have a mortgage to pay. So you go, you punch the clock, you punch out, and you deal with it. And I don't, in 2020 and beyond, I don't think that that's true anymore. I think that you can turn anything yes. into a career. I have a friend who probably won't listen to this that was a teacher and quit her job and does hand lettering, like, you know, like the cool calligraphy. Oh, I'm not going to pretend to know what she makes. And I, if I knew I wouldn't share it, but she runs her own business and is a success. Mm-hmm. And when she quit her teaching job, I'm sure there were a lot of people that were like, she's going to do what now? <laughs> <laughs> but she teaches workshops. She's hired on to do weddings. I mean, she's got a lot of stuff going. Good for her. That's awesome. I I love that. The internet is such a crazy place, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time, but it has allowed so many stay at home moms, small time businesses to actually do what their passions are. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think that's such a, such a it's, cool story. It is. It, it's the storefront. It's the office in that person's home. You just have to get into that home and in front of them. Yep. It's a game. And it's a game that we're all, I think, very good at. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we try. We're okay. <laughs> we're okay. I mean, <laughs> it keeps us happy. <laughs> I think we do fine at it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, most of the time. And do all of us have a bad day here and there? Yes, 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 yep. yes. It's yeah, but I will, I will definitely. There were some people who um, did think I was crazy when I w- said I was going to do real estate. I think they could see me doing it. I just didn't think they could see me making a living off of it. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think it was assumed it would be more of a hobby. And I think a lot of people didn't necessarily understand um, what realtors do. Oh No, and I, I dare say that I don't, I think it's dangerous to do real estate as a hobby because there is so much to know, mm. so many legalities that if you're not in it, you are, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It is very dangerous. 
I think, I think that's a really good point. I mean, maybe we can see if anybody would be interested. Maybe we could talk about um, real estate one day in a little bit more detail if we have listeners that are interested in, in getting into the business. But um, yeah, I think that's a really fair point. I think we could just share a ton of resources of that's helped us. 100%. Um, and it's one of those things, no matter what country, what state you're in, real estate exists. Yeah. Yeah. And I've read a statistic that that's where most of people's, you know, wealth is. There's that too. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It, it's huge. Buying and selling real estate is where you establish familial wealth. And we can get into all types of topics about how some people are not able to do that and why they're not able to do that. And it's a terrible, terrible thing, but that's all, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. But, um, I'm like, what is that? What? Oh, Amanda, I'll I mean, talk tell later. me when we end this podcast, Bridget, <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, but no, I just think at the end of the day, you have to surround yourself with people who are going to cheer you on. I, the only reason I know Danielle is because of this career. I wouldn't know her otherwise. Yeah. Um, and so the possibilities of new friendships and new connections and new just breath breathed into your life uh, mm -hmm. when you make moves like this are endless. And I think if you're considering it, and again, not considering real estate because it's definitely not for everyone, but a career change. Um, Find your people. Find your, Find people your people and don't hesitate and just jump because there's always going to be a backup plan. You can always go back to what you were doing before, you know, don't burn bridges. For sure. um, I there's always a reason not to. I agree. And I think you hit on something really important is even though I'm quick to jump and pivot, I'm also humble enough that if it didn't work, I would be scrubbing toilets if necessary. So I yeah. knew there is, 80 backup plans that I could fall on because I was humble enough to go, well, this didn't work. Now I'm starting here from scratch again. So I think you have to have that mindset. Um, you don't want to have to go down that road. Like that's, you know, plan B, C, D or whatever, but definitely be humble enough that you can answer somebody. You know, when you say, I hate my job so much, I'd rather clean toilets. There's your statement. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's your statement. And I, I, I hear a lot of people saying, I hate my job, but I can't leave because I have so much vacation time. Or I hate my job, but I can't leave because I won't start out making what I'm making. And those are, those are fair points, especially the, the money portion mm -hmm. of that. But at the end of the day, I can remember saying I had a ton of vacation time at my old job, but I couldn't use it because I couldn't, I didn't have time to to go on vacation. I, did, I couldn't afford to go on vacation. What good is vacation time if you can't use it without worrying that you're going to come back to a giant mess or mm -hmm. just, you know what I mean? There's, there's things that are so much more important than vacation time. Yep. And you can't get focused on what you're going to lose. You have to focus hardcore on what you're going to gain because mm -hmm. that's the reason for the pivot from the very beginning. Yep. Totally agree. Mm. This is good stuff. I love talking about stuff like this because I think if people don't think you're crazy, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's true. That is true. 
quote. <laughs> Danielle, write that down. No, <laughs> put oh it God. on my noodle pitcher. Oh <laughs> I can pivot, but I can't cook. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love this well, so much. I, I certainly hope that we gave some people some courage or some insight to how and why we were able to make big career changes. And if there's someone out there who's considering a career move, I think any of us would be happy to talk to them um, about, you know, just even if it's just to commiserate. Yeah, it was so scary, but this is why we did it. Mm -hmm. um, And we're so happy we did it. So I don't know. I hope someone got something from this. I'm sure someone if you are listening or watching this, we would love for you to head over to our Facebook um, VIP group, mm-hmm. so just Bad, Mom and, Bad Moms in Business VIP group. We have a really great community so far that we just are, we're a very loving bunch, I think, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. <laughs> and, you know, we, I think a lot of people would, uh, would help cheer you on if that's what you need. Yep, totally. For sure. Every woman would understand. And for the men listening, we love you. You, you, you might understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I think men can pivot differently than women. Women have a lot of other thoughts during the pivot. Um, obviously, a lot has to do with the family situation. So yes. there's, you know, incidentally, though, I think that's maybe why women pivot a little bit more because we have to transform and create something we else. We wear a lot of hats. We yeah. do. And multitask, even though apparently we can't. I still try. <laughs> Anywho, well, Bridget, what is our, our ending for this podcast to be what? So I have to say, I didn't have one, Amanda, until you spoke last. Go on. (laughs) Go on. Go on, Bridget. I think it's it's be crazy. You said, you know, and and whether that's crazy enough to chase your dream or crazy enough to talk to your boss and say, I deserve a raise or I deserve Mm. this different position. Yes. I love that. Crazy. Because crazy and reckless, two different things. Mm-hmm. For sure. 100%. This is, this is the good crazy. Yes. This is confident crazy. Yes. Love it. Oh, I love that. Mm. Man, I don't know if there's anything else to say. Nope. Well, there's one more thing. Oh. And it's this. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please, please, please consider leaving us a five-star review. If you do, I have in my possession really fun stickers, and you can have them. I will mail them to you with a little note, thanking you for listening. Um, Also, head over to our Facebook VIP page that um, Danielle alluded to earlier. It is Bad Moms in Business VIP group. We will post videos of our podcast. We also post stuff throughout the week and have fun conversations over there. You can also find us on Instagram. That's right. Love it all. Yes. So with that, we will be signing off. We will see you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.